Welcome to the Liberating Mind, Body, and Spirit podcast, where we talk about liberation of mind, body, and spirit, the journey of being human, reconnection to ourselves, spirituality, and the unseen realms. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Miranda, holistic healer, Western-trained psychotherapist, Reiki master, and shamanic lineage descendant. And what matters most to me is helping people reconnect with their true selves and spiritual supports so they can share their gifts with the world and live their purpose. No BS, no bypassing or platitudes, just real talk. Let's go. Happy New Year, friends. Welcome to you all and wishing you all good things in the time ahead. I'm actually really excited to talk to you today about something near and dear to my heart, which is ancestral connection and healing. For some, this is a familiar, familial, cultural, and spiritual practice. And for others, there may be a sense of complete disconnection from your lineage. Wherever you find yourself, know that it's never too late and it's always possible to deepen your connection with them. If you're curious and want to learn more, then this episode is for you. Just to give a common language and understanding, ancestors in my culture and spiritual practice refers to the healed dead of my lineage, as well as healed non-blood chosen family, teachers, elders, and or community. Many who embark upon this journey of spiritual exploration are surprised to learn that not all dead are equally well, that passing into the spirit realm doesn't necessarily mean you automatically become an ancestor. When we pass over into the spirit realm, we have to go through our own process of evolution and healing, depending on how we lived our lives. And for that reason, when you're in prayer and calling upon those in your lineage, it's really important to make the distinction that you aren't calling everyone over, but just those who are well in spirit. One of the reasons I love ancestral connection and healing work so much is that It's an opportunity for us to connect to our family, to get to know and learn from our wise elders, as well as learn about the gifts, burdens, and history of our ancestors. Each lineage brings with it its own medicine and magic, and whether or not you realize it, it comes through you too. For me, I came to see that divination, spirit medicine, warriorship, and strategy were gifts from my father's people which meant so much to me because it felt like I was carrying on a family tradition, a purpose shared with those before me. To have a connection to your people, their ways, their medicine, and place helps to shift your perspective in where you are in relation to tradition, land, and belonging. Something bigger than you. Honoring the spiritual in my mind has always meant honoring ancestors. Growing up, it typically looked like remembering loved ones who have passed, saying prayers for them, lighting candles, and bringing offerings to the home altar. I thought that this was what ancestor reverence looked like, but I came to see and understand that it's a way of being, relating, and coexisting, not solely rituals and specific days of remembrance. We're not separate from them. And they very much are integrated into our lives today. In the most concrete sense, our ancestors are all around us. They have become and are now plants, rocks, trees, and spirits of the land. They're part of the water that we drink, 
and they're in our bones and DNA. One of my teachers, Ella Noah Bancroft, an indigenous Bundjalung woman, said to me, in this closed system of earth, all the water that has existed here has been here since time began. And it rotates over and over, reminding us of our connection to one another. It reminds us of our ancestors. When we drink water, we remember it's the same water that has moved through many bodies, many bodies since the time of human beings' existence in the planet. For those of us who may feel a disconnection from our lineage due to forced migration, dispossession from land, violence, ruptures in relations, or other troubles, it's a good reminder that we all originate from peoples who have existed on Earth beyond our recent memory. This is part of the invitation to expand your scope of your conception of family and consider your ties to generations whose names have been forgotten, but whose legacy moves on within you. While you may not know them, they know you. And as you'll discover, you are supported by many generations before you. You belong to lineages that carry many talents and gifts, which are expressed by you, known and unknown. And while no longer a flesh and bone, you have the backing of the many generations in spirit who can work their magic where they are. As I've gotten older and deepened these connections and conversations with my ancestors, I came to better understand the immense goodness and gifts our lines shared with the world. And this is true for your line as well. Perhaps on your mother's line, they were teachers, artisans, healers, or leaders in their community. Perhaps on your father's line, you see that they are a jovial, lighthearted people who had the gift of storytelling. Perhaps they were skilled with building things. Maybe they were agrarians, or maybe they were even fierce advocates and protectors. Maybe you're someone in your family who does something that no one else in your family seems to do or is interested in, but it's actually something that your ancestors were known for. Whatever you discover, you'll see that part of the goodness and gifts that you carry are goodness and gifts they shared as well. Working with my ancestors has also helped me to see that there were troubles that they experienced, and those experiences left their own imprints on the line. The burdens they carried, and the ripple effects of that impact downward onto the future generations continue to be felt, individually and relationally. For example, I really struggled with my voice and owning my power for a very long time. There were various reasons for that. English was a second language for me, and I grew up being bullied. I was a minority in my neighborhood, and it was a rough time. It was that way throughout elementary and junior high. My facial features, how I spoke, the food I ate were all points of harassment. It was verbal abuse and at times physical even. In the times that I did stand up for myself, it only made things worse. It's not hard to see why I had difficulties in using my voice and seeing myself as powerful. Of course, as a kid, there was a desire to culturally assimilate. So I tried not to rock the boat or stand out too much. But part of that was due to having the awareness that I was different. And the different kid is usually considered the weird one and was picked on. 
Another piece informing my disconnection from voice and power was that I personally observed and learned this to be true historically, that the voices of people of color, especially women of color, aren't generally welcome in predominantly white spaces, especially if they were voices of dissent, discontent, or anything that was counter to what the white majority was advocated for. These are the impacts of colonization and white supremacy. For my ancestors, who lived through multiple colonizations, stepping into their power, their bigness as warriors, as violence, as bujas, or what can be understood as shamans and witches, led to death for so many. There is so much pain and trauma there, as well as uncomfortable truths. What do I mean by that? Well, what we come to learn about our people can be difficult and upsetting to hear. History of suffering, causing harm, or other troubles are part of their experiences too. In my bloodline are both lines of the oppressor and the oppressed. My mother's line descended from colonizers. I knew that to be true already, but it brought forth the bigger question, which is relevant to today's world and conflicts. And that question is, what is the way forward when harm has been enacted by another and one side, quote unquote, benefits from that harm? How do I reconcile those truths within myself and among my people, address healing from harm, finding pathways to reconciliation, and be in partnership and collaboration with my ancestors so as to harmonize those lines and honor histories? That's the question. Some might think, oh, that was the past. You just have to look forward. And to that I say, do you not see that this is a generational inheritance for all of us that needs tending instead of repetition, a perpetuation of trauma. That fear, grief, sorrow, pain, anger, internal strife, all of that which my ancestors felt, I carry that inheritance, that trauma in my bones, in my DNA, And so while my struggles with voice and power have everything to do with the context I find myself in current day, the pain of my ancestors is also present and felt. It's one thing to know something intellectually. It's a completely different experience to have those before you speak of those times. Intergenerational trauma is real. Ancestral trauma is real but it isn't something we need to energetically carry forth as part of our legacies. I, as a child, thought it was dangerous to use my voice and be seen. And then I came to see what my family's story was. That actually, for us, it was dangerous to be seen. It was dangerous for us to use our voice because it did lead to harm and death but what if there could be a different story? One that did not repeat the cycles of trauma and strife, but one where there was healing and reconciliation, a starting point for a new chapter, a new story, a different way of relating and being in relationship with others. Part of what colonization has destroyed is the family and community structure, connection with one's neighbors, 
cultural and spiritual traditions, and respectful relating with the earth, non-human kin, and the unseen realms. To be cut off from one another and nature is unnatural. And this is how colonization has harmed everyone. But I do believe it's possible for things to be different. And so that's my invitation to you to consider your ancestral relations and connection as a pathway to reclamation, remembering, and liberation. Reclaiming your histories as told by those who lived it and not by colonizers who wrote the history books. Remembering your traditions by learning directly from your elders and receiving guided stewardship of your familial medicine. And finally, liberating ourselves from how our minds have been colonized, from the conditioning for centuries that has led to fragmentation and disconnection from the truth of who we truly are. It brings with it an opportunity for deep healing, not only for yourselves, but for your lineage, those far before you and those ahead of you. This is us healing the community of our family, past and present, creating conditions of wellness and flourishing for those to come. This applies not only to those in the physical realm, but also the spiritual realm. Think about what that could do to have healing along all of your family lines, that the dead are at peace and ancestralized, that the impact of the burdens they carried be healed, and their gifts and medicine be able to shine through you. The world could be so different, and I invite you to this possibility. A better world is coming, my friends, and it's actively being built and created by those seeking liberation for all. It's my hope that in our ancestral connection and healing, we see the possibilities and know that with their backing and our ongoing collaboration, we are rebuilding family, creating community, and finding our way back to one another again as human beings. Being in Kapwa again. Kapwa is an indigenous Filipino concept, and from the Kapwa worldview, you are the other. You need the other. And you actually cannot heal without the other because they are also you. Thanks for listening, friends. I hope this episode on ancestral connection and healing helped to support you in feeling more curious and connected to your lineage. I hope it helped to inspire you to see that a better world is within our grasp. If you're curious about exploring this work, feel free to reach out. You can email me at askdrmiranda at gmail.com. Information can be found in the show notes. From me and my people to you and yours, sending you all so much love. Till next time. Bye. To catch the latest from me, you can head over to christinemiranda.com to sign up to my email list. Or you can follow me on my new Instagram account at dr.christinemiranda. Link and resources are in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Sending you all so much warmth and appreciation. 
Stay tuned for more conversations about liberating mind, body, and spirit. Here's to our collective healing and liberation. I'll see you next time. Bye.